you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Psalms chapter 34, verse 18. I've got another scripture we're going to look at also. Psalms chapter 34, verse 18. It says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Now turn over to Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 15. Isaiah 57 verse 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is Holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, and with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Now the title I gave this message today is A Broken Heart and Spirit. Um, And what I want to talk to you about is having a, a... a broken heart when you know when we when we commit some sort of sin or we have a transgression against God and his law sometimes sometimes we're just tore up about it and we go to God and we ask for forgiveness and and it's like we receive that forgiveness immediately but there's other times when when we have done something wrong that we go to God, and you know, we may not be all that sorry for what we've done, but we know what His Word says, and we know that we need to be repenting and asking God to forgive us for what we've done. But what I want to talk to you about today is, you know, when you're not really broken, when you don't really feel like you've done something wrong other than what God's Word says, it's, it's hard to get that forgiveness it's hard to feel that forgiveness in you whether you have it or not i guess the an example i can give you of what i'm talking about is there's times that my kids have done something and uh i don't know one thing i could think of off the top of my head is I've, i've seen my son walk up to one of my girls and just push them or knock them down or something. And I've seen them do it to him too, you know. Just meanness. No reason. They didn't do anything to the other one. They just did it because they wanted to be mean. And I'll tell them, you need to tell them you're sorry and give them a hug. And he'll walk over there and he'll say, I'm sorry. You know, he's not sorry. He's doing it because I made him do it. He's doing it because he knows if he doesn't, then there's going to be consequences for it. How many times have you done something that you went to God and you said, God, forgive me for what I've done, 
but you don't really feel anything in your heart for a reason to ask for that forgiveness. You don't feel sorry for what you did. Well, this, these scriptures what I just read to you tell you that there is a reason to be broken. This last scripture we read says, God is saying, He says, I dwell in the high and holy place with Him also that is of a contrite heart and humble spirit. So that tells you that when you are broken and when you go to God and repent for what you've done, that God is going to be there in your heart. He's going to dwell with you. Now, just like most other scriptures in the Bible, you can assume the opposite is true. You can assume that God is not going to be with you when you're not broken, when you're not repentant, truly repentant for what you've done wrong. He is not going to be there with you in that. Guys, I know this is not something that is fun to hear. This is not something easy to, to tell you at the same time. But let's define the word contrite. <clears throat> it says, deeply affected with grief and sorrow for having offended God, is one definition in Webster's Dictionary. Deeply affected with grief and sorrow. Now let me read you a scripture that goes along with that. <clears throat> James chapter 4 verse 9 says, Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. You know, I think sometimes we may commit some little small sin and think, oh, that ain't nothing to worry God about, you know. I can get by with that. That ain't no big deal. But <clears throat> that verse I just read you tells tells you that you need to take these things a little more seriously. It says you need to let your laughter be turned to heaviness. You need to be mourning a little bit. You need to you need to take heavy concern about your position. Now, if you've got sin in your life, the word tells us that that sin separates you from God. The word tells us that somebody that has sinned won't have a place in the kingdom of heaven. All of a sudden, things got a little more serious, didn't they? You start thinking about these little sins that you've allowed in your life that don't seem all that big and important may have just become a little more important when you put them in that perspective. When you start thinking about how much those little things have separated you from God, it becomes more important. One of my notes here says it hurts to be broken. Have y'all ever been broken before? You know, I've been at places before that it seemed like everything I did just went wrong. It seemed like I was just, I was at my wit's end. But those are the times that I can get a hold of God because I have humbled myself. I've gotten to the point I'm at the end of myself. I'm at the end of anything I can do within my own capabilities. I have to now depend on God. I have to depend on Him to provide and to show me the way because I can't do it in my own anymore. 
But that's when that's what God's wanting. He's He wants us to be, you know. <clears throat> some people may look at this with a prideful heart and say, "Well, I don't have to be broken." You know, God doesn't want me to to be uh, in this kind of situation where I'm helpless. But you know, that's exactly what God wants. He wants you to get rid of yourself. He wants you to put yourself aside and know that you can depend on Him. He wants you to know that He is trustworthy, that, that He's capable to handle anything that you ask, you ask of Him. But you can't get there when you've got this prideful spirit, when you've got this hard heart that, that's not willing to turn these things over to Him. James chapter 4, verse 6 says, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. You know, sometimes we we look at ourselves and we think, Well, you know, I'm a pretty good guy. There's really not... I'm not one of these guys that goes out and and drinks and messes around with other women and, and uh, you know, steals from his friends. And, you know, I'm a pretty good guy. It's easy for us to start thinking a little higher of ourselves than we ought to. We start thinking, well, there's not really all that much wrong with me. But, you know, I've seen the times that, that I've kind of gotten like that, that God has to kind of put me in check. And a lot of times that's when I get to those states of brokenness. Because He allows things to start happening to me where I, where I will then realize, oh, wait a minute, maybe I've been thinking wrong. <laughs> maybe I need to change my thinking a little bit and, and humble myself before God. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to stay humble. Some people it's a little harder than others. Some people it takes a little more to become broken than it does others. Some people have lived a life being proud and and they they were probably taught by their parents that you know you don't take nothing off of nobody. You stand on your own two feet. And you know there are some aspects of that that are good. But there are some aspects of it that <clears throat> If you're not careful, we'll send you to hell. You know, these little sins, we, we think of them as little sins. But you know, in James, James, I really like the book of James a lot. He, he tells you, like it is, he doesn't really pull any punches. He tells you that if you have kept all of the law, but you break the law in one point, that you're guilty of all of it. So you 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 start thinking about well, all that, well that was just a little white lie, you know. I didn't I didn't really lie to them. I just didn't really tell them the truth, you know. That's not that bad. Well, you start thinking about these little things, and then you read that book of James, and you see where he's saying. You did that one little thing, you're just as guilty as if you would have done the big things. 
it starts becoming more serious. You start thinking about these things in a little bit different light then. You know, I don't know who needs to hear this this morning, but I know God put it in my heart last night as I was praying. He, the, the words came to my mind of a broken and contrite heart. You know, I'm not talking from the standpoint of somebody hurt you and broke your heart. I'm talking from the standpoint of you need to humble yourself before God. You want to see something change in your life, you need to humble yourself before God. You know, when we're going through these kind of things that would bring us to a point of brokenness, Sometimes we start looking at God and say, God, why in the world are you doing this to me? Why are you allowing these things to happen? Sometimes we, it feels like almost like God is attacking us. The Word tells us that He only chastises the ones He loves. You know, when those kind of things happen, what we really should be doing is rejoicing, number one, that God loves us enough to correct us. We should be rejoicing that when we get to that point of brokenness, there's nowhere else we can go but up. When you get to the bottom, when you get to the end of yourself, the only place you can go is to God and up. Now, what does that mean? <clears throat> when you get to a point where you are broken and humble before God. You say, God, I've done wrong. You say, God, this didn't seem like a big thing at the time, but I now realize that not only was I wrong in that thing I did, but I was wrong in thinking it wasn't that bad. I was wrong because, God, I have, I have sinned against you and I've hurt you. You know, that... That is the thing that really made a turnaround in my life. Somebody told me something one time, and I believe it was my sister that was talking to me, and she was talking about sin, and, and she said the thing that she realizes is that when she does that kind of thing, it's not so much her that's hurt, but she realizes that she has hurt, and this is the word she used, she says, I hurt my Jesus. Now think about that for a minute. When you have a close enough relationship with God and with Jesus, and, and He is so close to you that you realize when you sin, it's not you that, that was hurt, but you hurt Him. It, it's almost like you threw it in His face over what He did on the cross. You just threw it back at Him and said, I don't care, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, I think about when I have hurt somebody in the past. And I went back to them and I apologized. Have you ever had anybody tell you, sometimes sorry don't cut it? Well, I'm here to tell you today, sometimes sorry don't cut it with God. You, you may go to God and say, God, I'm sorry for what I did, but He knows the intent of your heart. Words are not enough you've got to have brokenness you know it's easy to say that 
But to, to have true brokenness is something that can only come by being tried. By being brought to a place of brokenness. Brokenness is not something you can just go out and get. It's a place to go is the way I look at it. When you get to that point where you've realized what you've done. You know, I've apologized to people before just because I knew that was the thing I should do. But I didn't necessarily feel like I needed to apologize. Y'all ever done that? Y'all don't ever think like that, do you? You know, there was one time in the army that a guy asked me to borrow my truck so he could move. And, you know, I was a young guy, and I was pretty pretty, uh, pretty well on the lookout for people trying to take advantage of me. And, you know, I still today don't know whether he was trying to take advantage of me and if he would have taken care of my truck or not, but I told him no. And, you know, this guy was kind of a friend. And the minute I told him no, he shut me out. And, you know, I realized then, I was like, wait a minute, I could probably let him use my truck. And I told him, no, go ahead and use it, man, if you want to use it. And he's like, no, that's okay. Don't worry about it. And, you know, from that point on, there was nothing I could say to him that would change the way he felt toward me. Because, you know, at that point, I still felt like I didn't really want him to borrow my truck. But I was going to go ahead and let him do it anyway. That's what I'm talking about. That's the same as when you apologize to somebody but don't really mean it. And that's how it is with us and God. If, if we go to God because we know that we ought to repent, we ought to ask God to forgive us of that just so that we can feel better about ourselves, we're going for the wrong reason. Look, this is not about you. It is about that relationship between you and God. When you do something that you shouldn't do, you've hurt him. Now, in order to get that forgiveness, you need to be changing the way you think about these things. You need to change the perspective. Sometimes you've got to kind of step out of yourself and, and look at the situation. And then you can realize, man, I screwed that up. My entire way of thinking was wrong in that matter. <clears throat> you know, I don't really know what else to say to you today. Um... But I'm going to give you all an opportunity right now. Uh, everybody just bow your heads for a moment. Close your eyes. Nobody's looking around. I wonder if there's anybody here today that, <coughs> for whatever reason, feels like maybe you need to make some things right. I don't know whether it be with, with God or with somebody else. And you know, I can't do that for you. And you may not do it today, 
But I believe this word had a purpose today. I'm not going to ask anybody to come forward, but what I am going to ask you to do is if you want me to pray for you right now, I want you to lift your hand. If if you've offended somebody or, or you've done somebody else wrong, you've done God wrong. You know it. Thank you for that hand. Anyone else? Thank you. All right, now y'all pray along with me. Father, I come to you right now, Lord. Lord, you know my heart. First of all, Lord, I want to make things right with you because you're the most important one. Lord, if I've done anything wrong that I maybe not even be aware of right now or I may have intentionally forgotten, Lord, I just ask you to forgive me of it, Lord. Show it to me. If I, if I need to be a little more broken about it, Lord, show it to me. Point it out to me so that I can make things right. And Father, if there be someone else that I've hurt, Lord, I ask you to show that to me too, Lord. I may already know about it. Lord, help me make things right between me and other people. But Father, just going to people and apologizing ain't enough. I need to I need to be broken about it, Lord. I need to really realize the error in my ways. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word, Lord. It's hard to hear sometimes, Father, but we know it's the best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I hope y'all prayed along with me in that and you know. This is not one of those sermons that I like to preach. But, you know, God puts these things on us for a reason. It helps us to get a little closer to Him. It helps us to be a little more like Him. His Word says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. What does that mean to be holy? It means not the way I am. (laughs) It's something different than what I am, I know that. 